You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. All right, we're back on Money Talk. And, you know, at some point in our lives, pretty much everyone has probably dreamed of retiring early. And while that idea has been around for a long time, only recently it's developed its own acronym, FIRE, which stands for Financial Independence, Retire Early. And that's what Carolyn Wright is going to take a look at today. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. Today I'm going to take a look at how adventurous you might need to be with your savings if you're planning to quit working life as soon as possible. I'm joined again by Stephanie Lung. She is CIO at Stashaway. Thanks for joining me, Stephanie. Good morning, Caroline. So today we're going to take a look at the concept of FIRE or financial independence, retire early. Can you explain it for us? Yeah, I guess FIRE has been quite popular in recent years. And basically, FIRE is four letters, which is F-I-R-E. It stands for Financial Independence, Retire Early. It's actually a personal finance movement defined by a few things. I think number one is frugality. Number two, maybe extreme savings. And then number three, uh, investing. And the general idea of FIRE is basically to save as much as possible in a very, very short time so that you can actually retire at a relatively young age and do whatever you dream of, usually by uh, the people's 30s or 40s. For example, I guess when, when put into real practice, when, when people are saving up for fire, that could mean always opting for public transport, for example, over a taxi or Uber, uh, giving up your Starbucks coffee, or taking on multiple side hustles on top of a day job. I think it also kind of emphasizes in investing in stocks, bonds, and other assets that can generate passive income streams in order to build wealth uh, to fire and also to kind of sustain your lifestyle uh, after you quit your, your full-time job. Do you think anybody can do it? Because you mentioned there, you know, you might have to add on a few side hustles and be as frugal as possible. What are we talking about in terms of earning capacity that you'd probably have to generate? I mean, fire seems to be quite appealing for many people. Of course, like for a lot of us who may have your dream of doing something else rather than uh, your daytime job or your full-time job, uh, who doesn't want to live a carefree life uh, without working on that? But I think it, it's also very, very important uh, to remember, remember that fire, I think, requires a lot of discipline and sacrifice, particularly at the early stage when you're saving up for that final date where you can say, oh, I'm going to quit. I think so that that actually uh, requires prioritizing your spending or experience like travel or dining out. And I mean, that may be quite painful in the short term. So for people who uh, are deciding whether fire is appropriate for you, think about like all the short term sacrifices that you have to make. I think it also depends on the individual circumstances. For a lot of people, for example, if you are trying to pay off a mortgage of a house and you have significant financial obligations, uh, that may not be quite realistic to pursue fire. And then I think lastly, uh, think about why you want to pursue fire. If it's uh, really because you, you, you're very, very bored of your job or you don't like what you do as a full-time employee, maybe there are different things that you can think about rather than just I mean, go straight to fire. Uh, maybe it's uh, changing your roles or thinking about like, kind of pursuing a different career. I think fire is, of course, a very popular kind of movement in recent years. But it, of course, it may not be for everyone. 
So it depends what your ultimate goals are. Some things like, you know, whether you want to have family and you could consider what your circumstances are, maybe going part time or, or something like that rather than retiring completely. Exactly. So how comfortable a retirement might people expect going for this a- approach? You know, are they going to be having to be as frugal as they have been whilst they've doing the, doing the saving up and investing phase? Or will they suddenly find themselves actually a little bit more comfortable? I think it, it depends on uh, the phase you're in and also kind of the financial assets and the, the needed kind of assets that are required uh, when you finally go fire. So I also think that there may be, I mean, a few misconceptions about fire. I think one thing that we mentioned um, was that even if you do uh, decide that you will um, quit your job, it doesn't mean that you, you don't work again. Right. So, for example, when, when retiring from a traditional full-time like, job that requires you to stay in a certain place, it doesn't mean that you can't work anymore if you want to work remotely. I think technology, for example, uh, today uh, actually enables a lot of what we call nomad workers. So you can work remotely at a location of your choice and still maintain employment with company. And a lo- I think a lot of companies are actually embracing that. I think the other misconception about fire maybe that i mean you have to i uh, really trade in stocks and and be good at trading stocks to achieve fire and actually uh despite a lot of like i guess the kols uh, just kind of achieving fire through stock trading you actually i think that is actually a relatively uh, higher risk way to achieve fire for example i mean there are a lot of uh, other kind of asset classes out there rather than uh, stocks. And then secondly, I think uh, investing instead of trading can also help you to achieve fire. The important thing is actually to actually set your goals and invest with the appropriate risk and a diversified portfolio so that you can generate returns to help you to achieve that at a certain date. So I think it's, uh, yeah, the, the, those are some of the misconceptions. And I guess, yeah, um, uh, I, I would like to maybe share a little bit of that. Yeah, no, I think this is um, a very interesting point that you make here. The actually flexibility from an employer is kind of probably quite key to, to to doing this for yourself and that you need to do an awful lot of research and really understand what you're doing to be able to, to make the most of the money you're saving via being very frugal. So what if anything goes wrong once you re- uh, reach that retirement age? Is this where you're foreseeing that actually the idea that you may have gone f- uh, freelance or you've ad- adopted this more nomadic lifestyle is something you can fall back on if anything does happen somehow yeah i I guess uh of course it's it it requires um a lot of planning and a lot of discipline to achieve the financial means to retire early and i think there are some potential um risk or, or challenges um kind of associated with that i think for example um pursuing fire involves uh number one savings a lot in this very very short time and increasing your earnings power so a lot of people actually take on multiple uh, side hustles or uh, side jobs uh, in order to save up for that. And if I guess if, if, you, if, if you're not careful or if you don't plan well enough, it's easy to lead to burnout um, because of the very kind of, uh, restri- uh, um, I guess, frugal, restrictive lifestyle that you have to kind of pursue to, to achieve fire. 
Secondly, I think it's um, sometimes I mean, we may plan like kind of, I, I guess we, we want to plan for the long term, but in life always throws out like kind of unexpected events. So, for example, um, uh, medical expenses or kind of unforeseen expenditures can deplete your savings and derail the de- retirement plans. So, uh, for example, when we teach like personal finance kind of wellness, what we also talk about apart from like how do you save and invest is also how do you have a plan B. So, for example, having the appropriate insurance to make sure that when a, a an expected um, a medical event happens, that gets taken care of and that won't derail you from your savings plan. And then lastly, um, also investing is inherently I mean, risky, and that's why you get paid for investments. Risky in the sense that uh, we may go through different market regimes. And particularly when the economy is not doing so well, there may be periods where you experience drawdown of your portfolio. And I think, for example, last year in 2022, we have experienced drawdowns in stocks and in bonds and and other various asset classes. So you need to be uh, aware that these market volatilities would happen and they, they would inevitably happen every few years or, or even kind of more frequently. And it's important uh, for you to take that into account as well as you think about your goals and also the uh, the dates when you set uh, uh, the, the, the retire early kind of uh, uh, plan. Okay, so it sounds to me like it's not necessarily approach for the faint-hearted and what you need to do is be aware of not only your financial health, but your mental health and your physical health and have all of those elements in place and always take advice. Thank you so much, Stephanie Lung, CIO at Statue8, for joining me today to explain the concept. Thank you very much and uh, thanks for having me.